0: Welcome to the Voice of Aged Care podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Badgick smith Aged Care Psychology Consultant. I bring my background in psychology, clinical experience, and latest research to this podcast, which is shared in stories, strategies, and solutions to the widely underestimated problem of isolation and loneliness in late life. I truly believe that supporting well-being of our elders is a shared responsibility and that we can help the older person achieve better outcomes for their well-being and do our best by being our best and looking after ourselves. I'm glad you're here. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Voice of Age Care. And today I wanted to talk to you about an amazing opportunity that I had earlier this year in meeting one and only Tipa Snow. So in this episode, I wanted to cover three lessons that I learned from meeting Tipa and attending her workshop and and communicating and liaising with her before and after. And and I wanted to also tell you a little bit about the day, what it was like and what we um, as participants got out of it. So the day was organised by the Australian Recreational Therapy Association and and Mission Australia, and they brought over TIPA and her team. They came from the States and they did a few other things in Australia, including helicopter rides and some sightseeing, but they presented a half-day workshop on on dementia care and TIPA's signature programme about positive care. And so that was really, really uh, interesting and um, I I got a lot out of it and everyone else that was there got a lot out of it. She's so fun, she's so engaging, Um, she makes training so easy and relevant and and really lights up the room. So it was such a privilege to have a world-renowned researcher and a clinician in dementia come and talk to us for the day. So, for those who don't know, Tipa Snow is an occupational therapist. She's one of the leading educators on dementia and the care that accompanies it, both in states and Canada. And, and she's well known in New Zealand, Australia, UK, pretty much all over the world. She's an occupational therapist with 40 years of clinical experience, and she's founded a company and approach to support and engage people experiencing changes in brain function. So in her workshops, TIPA shares her journey as an advocate, raising awareness about dementia so that everyone can understand why it's happening and how to support those living with brain change in a more positive and respectful way. So her overall mission is to shed a positive light on dementia, and she certainly, most certainly does that really well. And so the day was just amazing, and and her, like I, I got a lot out of learning from her. But I wanted to share with you, my lovely devoted audience, what what I got out of it, and and what I want to share with you today as well about those learnings and what was beneficial to to um, learn from from TIPA and her team on the day. Okay, so let's get into it. So what many of you might know is this signature quote that Tipa um, has, which is that dementia doesn't rob someone of their dignity, it is our reaction to them that does. And I think that's so powerful. And with in the world where we live with such an increasing rates of dementia worldwide, it, it's important to note that it is how we react to the individual and how we react to their behaviours and how we react to their needs or their challenges or limitations. That really is something that we can work on. So first lesson that I got out of um, meeting TIPA and her team is to get the audience involved. And she got so many people involved in a day and it was really interesting, even people hiding in the back, you know, she would pull them up to the front and, and get them really involved with her role plays, both in being the person impacted with dementia and also being the the caregiver. And I think it's so valuable when you talk about this. It's not just, you know, discussing a case scenario, what would you do? Or hypothetically speaking, when you are in your role, when you are um, dealing with a client, what that might look like, well she she brings you right into it. She puts you in that scenario very, very quickly. Um, and She's act, She's excellent in acting as a dementia patient. So she just goes from being a presenter to you know role playing a dementia patient in in a second, and she does it so brilliantly well. So I I got really great deal of learnings from her in in terms of being right there in that moment about your safety awareness, about how to um, respond if if someone is likely to lash out at you also how to protect someone and and how to distract or you know change the conversation around so it's more you, you have a more positive outcome and and also in terms of those sensory issues and some in terms of communication issues with someone who you know might have aphasia might have challenges with their They talk about how miscommunication and misunderstandings can lead to certain behaviours. So that was really, really good to see and demonstrate. And I'm sure everyone else who was in the room um, really enjoyed that aspect of it in terms of being able to um, see firsthand what challenging behaviour or behaviour that challenges might look like. Um, Why is it a challenging behaviour? Is that a challenging behaviour or is that an unmet need? And, and to discuss really from, you know, that point of view, well, what do we do about it? What, what does the, the room think it's appropriate to do about it? And can we perhaps understand more so from the person what it looks like from their point of view, what they, what their needs are, what their wishes are, why they're acting, behaving, responding in a certain way, and what they may be wanting to communicate with us. So I I really that was like one of the biggest lessons that I got out of the whole day was just a deeper understanding of what a world looks like for a person with dementia from their point of view, not from my point of view as a as a psychologist or as a caregiver or you know as a health professional, but from their point of view what that might look like and why we might see certain positive, negative behaviours, why we might have certain um, misunderstandings, why people might behave the certain way or why they might express their wish a certain way. So that was really, really interesting. So getting audience involved is so beneficial and it helps us learn much quicker. It's just like talking about riding a bike or driving a car. Until you are in that situation... You can talk about it for miles, you know, but when you when you are in a moment you need to know what to do. And you often don't have enough time. Time is a big issue for a lot of us. Um, we don't have enough time to to do our tasks, we don't have enough time in our day to get everything done. And so how to do things quickly and easier can improve outcomes for everyone. And and, and obviously reduce the, the agitation and distress with the person. Who has dementia so that was my first lesson I've got two more to share with you The second one is know your brain know your brain know all the different parts and the role that they play in our day-to-day lives Tipa made this into a fun activity she got everyone to stand up and you know point out different parts of the brain the front the back the sides and for person to really understand or participant to really understand, how those little subtle changes um, can impact the person with dementia? So we know, you know, dementia is an umbrella term with lots of different, well, over 100 conditions that can contribute towards a diagnosis of dementia. You've got your Alzheimer's, vascular, Lewy body, frontotemporal dementia, but, you know, different causes, different symptoms, but, you know, they all relate in one way or another to what, what is going on for the person. So we really need to understand how the brain works better and then if there are changes in the brain, how that can impact the individual and their well-being. So know your brain. Pick up, even Google, do a bit of research. I'm certainly starting to talk a little bit more about bat brain and its function in terms of our emotional well-being and how, you know, the role of amygdala, the role of different parts of the brain in, in terms of responding to beha- behaviors, in terms of our memory, our personality, you know, the role of the prefrontal cortex and all that. So most of us know that, you know, the brain is the most complex part of the human body. It is one, it, that's the machine that puts everything together. Each side of our brain has different lobes or sections. And while all the lobes work together to ensure normal functioning, each lobe plays an important role in some specific brain and body functions. And so I really liked how Tipa was talking about, you know, the role of frontal lobes. You know, the frontal lobes are in front of the front part of our brain. Sorry, I'm pointing. I'm like, this is this is a podcast. People can't see where I'm pointing to. Um so just think of it right behind your forehead, that's the frontal lobe. This is the largest lobe and it controls our voluntary movement, our speech, our intellect. And the parts of our frontal lobes um, control movement are called the primary motor cortex or precentral gyrus. And so it's really important to know, well, if there is a, a damage in there in terms of you know, with our movement, maybe we can affect it. We can't control the movement, or you know, affect our memory and our speech, and and so forth. How that can impact the rest of the brain, and also how emotionally would it respond to those changes? So, the part of our brain that plays an important role in our memory, our intelligence, our personality, um, is in our prefrontal cortex, and it also. Flows on to the other regions of the brain as well, but it's important to know that you know the front part of the brain is is really really important for us. And so you can see, um, you know, some sports people, you know, who may have acquired uh, brain injuries, or you know, people who may have had a stroke that's affected the front part of their brain. How that can affect their personality? How that might affect their memory? How that might affect their their intelligence? All these different parts play such an important, important role. And TIPA did such a good job in explaining all that to us. So, obviously, there's other, there's the frontal, there's the occipital lobe, you know, in the back of our brain that allows us to notice and interpret visual information. Um, That's how we process shapes, colours and movement. Then we've got the parietal lobes um, near the centre of the brain. Again, here I am pointing to my head. Um, They receive and interpret signals from other parts of our brain. And this part of our brain integrates many sensory inputs so that we can understand our environment and the state of our body. This part of our brain helps, gives us meaning to what's going on in our environment and how we interpret what is going on around us. And obviously, you know, with people with dementia, that can be impacted. The, the sensory input can be impacted to the point that it can change the perception of where we are, what is going on around them, what is appropriate to do, what is not appropriate to do, and so forth. So have a have a little bit of a think about the different parts of the brain, how they can be stimulated, how you know what does sundowner mean and and how how that might affect why does that happen in the afternoons and why does that affect the person and you know what what changes might be going through the brain as well and how we can best support people at that time? Yeah, just a food for thought. So we also have the temporal lobes, the limbic lobes the insular lobes, all different parts of lobes as well um, that, that, that have a specific function that they do. So temporal lobes, we look at that, you know, it's near our ears on each side of our brain. Um, they're able to be able to recall words or places that we've been. It helps us to recognize people, understand language and interpret other people's emotions as well. And you can see how that might you know, play out with your clients or loved ones impacted by dementia, that, you know, maybe they're not so good at doing those things. They might might have difficulty understanding language. They might revert back to their native language, not understand you in English, um, or they might not understand native language anymore and just, you know, use English as well. Then we have the limbic lobes. They sit deep in the middle portions of our brain. And the limbic lobe is part of our temporal, periatal and frontal lobes. So it's important for our limbic system, including our amygdala, where we regulate our fight or flight response, and our hippocampus, where we store our short-term memories as well. So brain and neurological aspects of one's functioning is so complex and so, what we see on the surface behaviour we're not going to see necessarily what might be going on behind the scene for the individual and the changes they might be experiencing behind the behind the scene, so to speak. And so last bit that I want to talk to you a little bit about the brain uh, was about the insular lobes, which sit, sit deep in the temporal, parietal and frontal lobes. And they are involved in processing of many sensory inputs, including sensory and motor inputs, autonomic inputs and pain perception as well, perceiving what is heard and overall body perception. So you see, each part of our brain plays such an important part. And I think that um it's important to note as dipper was saying how how we work with someone who might have those changes and we might not know which part of their brain is you know impacted we might not have copies of their MRI and so forth to, sh- to show those changes, but we just see those behaviours. And I think that she really, Tippa um, did a really brilliant job job in talking about the human brain um, throughout the day and, and for us to understand behind the scenes what might be going on and which part of the brain, is, you know, when we see certain behaviour, which part of the brain um, would be corresponding to that. So that was the second one. So the first one was get the audience involved um, in, in, in the workshop. Second one was about learning your brain and that was pretty full on and pretty deep. And, um, you know, it, she, she really made it fun because um, I don't know anyone else, like thinking back to my studies and, and um, lecturers and university professors, no one's really made things fun and and Tepa made it really really fun in terms of understanding um what what what's going on behind the human brain and why we might see certain behaviors and I've certainly taken that on board in terms of my own training and and emotions and and what might um be going on behind the scene for the person um in terms of regulating their behaviors. And the third lesson is it's a relatively easy one um and it's um one that often i see missing in 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 training programs but it is about having fun and so you know making learning enjoyable and memorable life is hard for many people with juggling work responsibilities with juggling you know kids that they might have to do out, you know in their in their personal lives and it, it can get pretty full on you know juggling so many responsibilities and hats that we wear and so taking time out of one's schedule to attend training, um, it's such a privilege for presenter to to be able to spend that time with the participant and to talk to them and to, to, to deliver training. Just yesterday, I ran a full day training on Zoom with people completing my Enhancing Emotional well being and Dementia course. And it was such a privilege that these people took time out of their busy schedules to spend a day with me to learn about. Dementia and emotional changes, and how we can, first of all, better understand what might be going on for the individual. Personally, in their sense of identity, interpersonally, with their communication with others, through case studies, through supporting families, and learning a little bit more about, you know, how we can build our skills in, in empathy and escalating those concerns about family members which might not be doing okay. And also how we can build our own resilience and improve our um, coping strategies and, and, and make sure that our Uh, physical, psychological and spiritual energy centres are um, balanced, not imbalanced. So it was such a privilege to spend time with those people and same when I was presenting. Well, I did the morning session before Tiva presented, but it was just, it was so fun. The day was so fun and, you know, not taking yourself too seriously, not taking training too seriously helps us actually embrace the learning journey and being able to engage with the the content being pulled up on stage I know the person I sat next to she's like oh gosh I hope she doesn't pull me on stage and of course she did and i think it was just it was it was so much fun and thinking back about that day it was it was so good to meet so many people that you know I've known and have been listening to my podcast for so long to people who've been on my mailing list for for a while and and to connect with TIPA and her team as well. It was such a fun day. And so, if if you weren't there, um, I'm sorry that um, we didn't get to meet. If you're not in Sydney and you or you couldn't get to Sydney, and for those that I met, I'm so glad that we met and connected, especially you know after three hard years of. Um, Covid restrictions and regulations. It was nice to finally put many faces to names that I've known over the years, and and you know I want to thank you for that because I think it's such a privilege that we got to spend that time together. So I hope you got you know a few lessons and ideas out of this episode, and I hope you're going to go away and have a little bit of a think. Open up Google, look at you know the human brain and different parts. See how. They all play a role in our day-to-day lives and how that might impact those impacted by dementia in terms of their coping strategies around those dysfunctions and dysregulations that might occur in their brain. And don't forget the quote that I shared with you earlier, one of the key quotes that Tipa said, that dementia doesn't rob someone of their dignity, it is our reaction to them that does. That's it for today, friends. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in next episode. Well, that is another episode of The Voice of Aged Care done and dusted. Make sure you don't miss out when I release another episode by becoming a subscriber on your app of choice. And if you can, please leave a review too. I'd love to know what you think of the podcast and what you'd like to hear in the future. Now, the next thing you need to do is go straight over to wisecare.com.au forward slash resources and check out my latest resources you can download for free. It could be a book chapter, 20 strategies to boost engagement with elders or my most popular resource, 5 Facts About Me Worksheet. You'll be sure to find them all there, wisecare.com.au forward slash resources. I'll see you at the next episode.